Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. Um, we're going to you know, shift gears here a little bit. I'm going to get a little bit more granular than what I typically do on uh, these podcasts. Uh, my guest today uh, has developed an app that I think is phenomenal in terms of not only its ease of use, but also the, uh, the, the particular uh, niche that it addresses. Uh, I, I mean, I like cars. I used to work on cars when I was a kid. Uh, my dad, uh, we'd work shoulder and shoulder, uh, you know, fixing stuff, uh, carburetors, uh, soak them in gas. I mean, and then so parts, I mean, just, you know, we, we would literally go to the, the junkyard and scrounge parts, uh, use parts for, and I grew up on a farm. So parts for tractors, parts for the trucks that we were running. I mean, all kinds of things. And it was, um, how would I describe it? It was a kind of a catch as catch can sort of a thing. Sometimes the, what we wanted was there. Sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes we had to go on a search and there was no Google. There was no way to, I mean, it was just word of mouth. And, you know, one guy would refer us to another guy and another guy would refer us to another guy and, you know, telephone calls and long distance drives. And we'd end up with a part. Uh, that has changed. And one of the, uh, Major reasons that it has changed is my guest, uh, Stan Merziov, uh, who is the founder of uh, a company called Parts Pass. And, you know, Stan's a serial entrepreneur. He's been uh, basically working in the automotive field as an enthusiast and an expert for about 17 years. And this, this app, uh, is, it's revolutionizing the way people fix their cars. And People still do fix their cars. They really do, <laughs> which is, I mean, I, I love that because, yeah, there's something about being able to tinker with something and have it work and know that you were part of that whole thing. You didn't, you didn't job it out somewhere. So Stan, I want to welcome you to the show and I look forward to having a conversation. Yeah, Blaine, great to be here. Thanks for extending the invitation and uh, we can jump into it for sure. Okay. Um, the idea of uh, sourcing parts for repairs on a car. Um, I know that you know, a number of my contemporaries, yeah, they've given up on fixing their own cars, not just because of the complexity of some of the newer models. I mean, you've got to have a you know, almost a computer background to do it. But they, they gave up because they had trouble sourcing parts. Uh, you know, they go down to the local uh, parts store and, yeah, and, and a number of the cars that they were trying to fix were a little bit dated because, you know, the, the new cars were under warranty and people tend to roll them over and, I mean, all kinds of stuff. But folks that had older cars, older vehicles, I've got a 1994 Ford Ranger that was my dad's. And mm -hmm. just keeping that thing, you know, you know, 
running is is really kind of an interesting thing. And I've only got 52,000 miles, original miles on this 1994 Ford Ranger. But pieces start to wear out or and and partly it has to do with not using it as much as it needs to be used sometimes it just sits for a long period of time so all of that being said what got you interested number 1 in automobiles and then number 2 kind of what was the opportunity that you noticed as an entrepreneur that gave birth to parts pass yeah, so there's there's a lot there to unpack, and um, I'm so glad to hear that people are still holding on to their vehicles. Actually, a couple of fun facts that the average vehicle that's on the road now is over 10 years old and has over 130,000 miles, and people are not getting rid of them, right? So new car sales are down, new leases are down as well. Um, so the, the pandemic taught us a lot of how we need to be self-reliant here in the States. Um, so my father was the main reason of why I'm in the automotive space myself. He actually is a master mechanic and he owned and operated multiple repair shops when we were living in Queens, New York. And I hated the auto space. I hated the noise. I hated the smells and I hated the, the interaction with clients. And that was in my early days. And then I started getting a re, a, gaining a real appreciation for it. I started looking at it from a different perspective, that I'm, I'm in a position to help people. And people find themselves in a really dark place when they don't have a form of transportation and they have to drop their kids off to school or they have appointments or they just have to get to work, right? So as soon as I changed my mindset with that, it really gained I've gained an appreciation for the industry as a whole. And I started working alongside my father at the age of 15. And through the years, um, I started really looking into the industry and trying to simplify any part that I can. Because in the back of my head, my father being the entrepreneur that he is, I felt like I can do something better than he can, right? So I was, I was, I was up for the challenge. And my first venture actually was called Parts Detect. And it was a B2B platform, business-to-business platform that allowed mechanics, repair shops to search from multiple parts suppliers locally and find the best part at the best price and have it delivered to their garage. And the reason why I started looking at that is that I just hated being tied up to a phone at the desk. Mm-hmm. And I started calculating how much time it took me to find one car part, replacement part. And it took about an average of 10 minutes for one car. And we would flip about six cars in a daily basis. So that was an hour of my time times that by, you know, 365 days throughout the year, whatever it may be. I calculated over $42,000 that were just wasted of me on the phone. So I knew that I had an opportunity there. And about six years ago, I started building parts detect and I partnered up with the nation's largest parts suppliers, the AutoZone, the Pet Boys, the advanced autos of the world. And we found success early on there. And then shortly after the pandemic hit, I was like, we can do something great for the general public. Why are we leaving them out? Right. I would go to these local part houses and I would watch how people would interact with the counter representatives. They would wait online, they would come up to the counter, they would have to know the year, the make, the model of their car, and then they would express that information to the counter person. The counter person goes on the computer, starts popping in all that information, and then they would see whether or not they had it in stock. And then all that is just a lot of friction, right? So, Mm -hmm. and then I started looking at the online sources, the Ebays, the Amazons of the world. They don't have a good search engine. You put in, for example, 
air filter for a 94 Ford Explorer. It'll show you maybe one or two results and then hundreds of others results that have absolutely nothing to do with your vehicle, right? It's very complex. So I started really thinking outside the box of how I would approach this. So if, if we were to do it, I put, put my team together and I said, if we're going to do this, we need to make sure that the user experience is top notch, that the products are top notch and the price structure has to be extremely competitive. Otherwise we don't need to do this. Yep. And we checked all the boxes off and we found success. And the reason why is that we started really focusing on that customer experience, right? Being customer centric would be number one for us. And with the accessibility of artificial intelligence, we had an answer that we can simplify it even more so. So gone are the days where people are trying to figure out what year their vehicle is or what the make or model is, right? So we have artificial intelligence embedded in the app. What does that mean? That means that a person can take a picture of their car from any angle, whether it be the front, the side, the back, and that AI will pick up that make and model. And then you enter a part that you might need, for example, a radiator for a Toyota. And the cool thing is that we have a pretty big footprint, a wide reach. We have over 27 distribution centers throughout the country with over 3 million parts in stock. So we're guaranteed that that part will be there within 48 hours. And the price structure is the lowest that you can find anywhere. So we're really passing on the savings to the customer because we don't have a big overhead, right? We don't have right. these stores. We just have the partnerships that we need. And we went in there with an aggressive mindset that we want to be the source. And PartsPass has been doing fairly well ever since we launched about eight months ago. So you've only been up for eight months now. PartsPass has been out for just over eight months, yeah. See, that, that that's an amazing, I mean, you talk about a hockey stick. You know, you, you're doing some very interesting things here. The buzz that, yeah, you know, and this is one of the reasons I was real intrigued when I was introduced to you was, yeah, just, yeah, the buzz that I, you know, when I did a little bit of snooping, it was kind of like, these guys are the real deal. There's a, there's some, there's some stuff going on out here. That's really kind of interesting. Um, when, you know, the, the title of this uh, podcast is, is obviously the soul of business. Where does that come into play with what you're doing and how you are actually uh, connecting your customers to something? Your, you know, you know, the people that you're serving. Yeah. How does the soul, the, what I call the soul of business come into play with that? Yeah. I think yeah. the soul of the business is, the general question of why are you doing what you're doing, right? So if you dig deep in any kind of business, essentially it comes down to problem solving. So what problem are you solving as a business that can really help people, even if it's just one person? Thankfully, we're in a position where we can help millions of people, right? Just offset that huge burden for them. And what we really focus on is problem solving through software. And we're in a great position because everyone on our team is on the same path and they believe in the culture, they believe in the company and they believe in problem solving for people across the globe in a sense, right? We're really focusing on the U S with hopes to expand into different markets, like into Canada and to Europe as well. But we really, really want to help people here first before we really kind of expand that way. We have a lot to do here. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't yeah. want to jump ahead by, by any means, but I think that's what it really comes down to is problem solving of any business. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I think a fascinating way to look at it for me, the purpose of business is to, uh, enhance the probability of thriving. And if yeah, your customers, uh, 
you know, through the service of the product that you're offering, get a sense that I'm better off now than I was before. That that sense of thriving, you know, that that problem is not, there's no friction here any longer that is inhibiting what I'm able to do or wanting to do in my life. Yeah. Talk about just the interface itself, because you've got, you know, I mean, I've played around with it a little bit up on the website. I haven't downloaded the app, but just kind of looking at how this this thing fits together. What did, what were some of the learning uh, learnings that you actually had to you know, kind of integrate uh, as you built this app? Because it is it, it really is quite frictionless. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts there, right? Yeah, and that, no pun intended there, right? Specifically <laughs> for parts pass, um, but I can tell you, as an industry expert, I've been, I've, I've rolled up my sleeves. I've I've done this day in day out for many many years. So when I brought in my CTO, he comes from a technical side of things, and he's like, if we're going to do this, we need to really focus on simplicity, and so. Our first version came out and we had the AI. It took months to build out for us, the artificial intelligence, the fact that you could take a picture. He was so determined that this is the answer. People don't want to input their information. And I kind of pushed back a little bit, but he's like, no, no, no. If we're going to do this, we have to be on the cutting edge. And I said, absolutely. Let's go ahead and get it done. So we released the first version with the AI embedded in there. And it was just crickets, man. We spent tons of money marketing it. And people would download it, but they weren't utilizing that AI because we would look at the numbers and no vehicles were added. And I'm like, there's something going on. So I started asking a close circle of friends. I'm like, we need to really instill the drop down menu because people just want to go in there and click a button, select the make, click a button, because that's what they're used to. And it's hard to pivot into a different direction from yeah. a habit, right? So the habit yeah. used to be, I'm going to get on the phone call and call them. And now it's like, I'm going to use the website or I'm going to use a mobile application. And it takes time for people to adapt that new routine and new habit. And once we came out with our second version, and mind you, we're on version 11 at this point, um, the second version had that drop-down menu and it also had the, um, the, the AI where you can take a photo of it, which is still both does. So you have, as a user, you have two options. You can take a picture of the car or you can go into it and manually select it. And once we released that second version with that manual selection, we just saw an increase, right? And and it just started going up from there. So people started downloading it. They started adding their vehicles. They started executing searches. They started placing orders. And then we got actually started to see improvement. And um, that was that was one of the most important pivots that we had, or new features, I should say, yeah. in in the UI. So what, what I find fascinating about that is... Initially, the, the the app was built from actually from an engineering and you know, from an ideation. This would be really cool, sort of a thing. This is what they need. That, I mean, and I'm not saying that that's exactly the you know, the conversation, but that's kind of what happens a lot with these sorts of uh, applications when they're first put together. And what's missing is listening to where the customer might be. You know, to your point, they've got a habituated way of interacting and in, you know, on a, on an app or on a website. So being able to you know, listen and go, hmm, maybe we should meet them where they are so that we can introduce. A so there's an education piece that's in place here. How do we educate them to use the AI? You're not going to educate them if you start with the AI. You go to where they are, meet them where they are, and then maybe walk them to the next piece here. Um, the, the interesting, well, one of the really interesting things for me here, um, 
has to do with the way, Stan, that you, uh, from an innovation perspective, you you had a lot of knowledge. You, you know, 17 years uh, kind of working in this space. But what you did and what your CT, uh, CTO did was you you said, there's there's territory out here that's unknown. We're, you know, we need to be on the cutting edge of this. Innovation comes when you start exploring the unknown. It never comes when you're exploring the known. So in exploring the unknown, what kind of ahas did you have that you weren't thinking that you would get before you started this journey? Yeah, great question. Um, from 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 a technical side of things, again, you want to be on the cutting edge of things, right? And but from from an industry side of things, it's you know what you know and you know what works. So it's hard to adapt a completely different model into something and just be on the sideline and just wait, right? So that alone will eat you alive. So there's a lot of patience that need to be had from a founder's side of the world, right? Um, and then also, if 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 we would have waited to launch the product to make it perfect, we would have wasted so much time, right? The lean approach. And it's a great book, right? The lean approach is you need to really put something basic, like an MVP, a minimal viable product, something basic, and just put it out there and let the users tell you what they want or what they don't want. And to this day, we're still listening to our users, to our customers, and we're following up with them. How can we make it better? What do you want to see? What do you like? What don't you like? And we're taking those notes and adapting them and launching new versions. So for us, it's extremely crucial and important to release new versions on a weekly basis, if not a biweekly basis, so we can stay up to date. And by the time a year anniversary comes into play, we've come so far, but at the same time, we're just beginning. So that's a mindset that's also a learning curve for people to have, especially coming from a brick and mortar business, because we were so used to, like my father and I as partners, my father has a mindset of, you know, I've worked hard today. I need to get paid today. Building a software, building a company is a completely different mindset. It's like you're planting the seeds, watering them for an extended period of time. And then hopefully you get to, you know, to a point where it's fruition. And it, it's not guaranteed, but you need to have a lot of patience at that point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The idea of... Uh... 11, 11 versions in, um, in eight months. Now that, I mean, and you're continuing to, yeah, a new, new, uh, update every week, every two weeks, something like that. One of the ways that I've come to define success or more precisely, uh, sustainable success. Yeah. How do we sustain success in the long haul here is, you know, in large part dependent on you developing, uh, the capacity to continuously start over and that that notion of being able to continuously start over is really kind of uh scary for you know, some entrepreneurs because we get locked into this is the way it has to be this is the, the, this is what my business plan is dictating to me which is why i hate business plans to begin with but that's another story entirely we're not <laughs> going to go down that road uh, but the idea of you know positioning yourself your team and those that you interact with to get used to continuously starting over. How have you actually been able to uh, coalesce the team around that notion? Because it sounds as if you've actually done that relatively well. Yeah, coming from a business side of things, right, as an owner-operator of these repair facilities, 
it's extremely crucial for me to be flexible because I'm dealing with customers. I'm dealing with employees. I'm dealing with, um, uh, part representatives, banking representatives, right? There's so much there. And if, if, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be in a place where I am mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because that gave me the opportunity to understand that people at the end of the day have their own problems and they come to me and sometimes they're, you know, the, the, the worst times of their lives because their cars are down. And now what does that mean? That means that they're going to have to find some financial resources. They're going to have to find alternative ways to get to work, to pick up their children and whatever it may be. So I kind of molded myself to, to be a good listener and to be a voice of reason for them. So I can be their psychologist. I can be their financial advisor. I can be their, you know, just multiple hats. So as, as a CEO and a founder, I'm wearing multiple hats as it is. And now I have to kind of play this other role from a consumer side of things and be flexible with them. So when we put our team together, everyone has a say on all the new features that are coming out. And that's kind of what's important for me. I want to listen to everyone's point of view. And at the end of the day, I'll make the decision, but I'm listening to everyone's point of view. And that's extremely important for, for me to, to be a leader and not just a founder, but a leader in a business because it's not a management position because a management can be just, you know, looking at numbers, but it needs to be a, a leader and you need to be flexible and listen to everyone's point of view. Mm -hmm. And thankfully I'm in a position where that kind of comes relatively easy for me at this point because I've been doing it for over 17 years. It's just kind of adapting uh, to my situation. I like that. That's, um, you know, we're going to take a real quick break here. When we come back, I want to uh, you know, jump into another piece of this. Um, and it has to do with secondhand uh, parts. Yeah, I'm not sure that that even comes into play here, but yeah, not uh, OEM. Yeah, and just kind of Where's the where's the mix here and how does that come yeah. into play? So we're going to take a real quick break and uh, talking right now, Stan Mirziev, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Parts Pass. And we'll be right back. The nature of life is evidenced in nature. Nature grows and all of nature honors the desire to be more, to have more and to do more. Life thrives when it's allowed to grow. And ideally, thriving is what we also, all of us, want to be able to do. Unfortunately, at some stage in life, most people find themselves settling into what I can only call a rut. And a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. You want to quickly get out of any rut that you find yourself in. When you stop growing, that's when the coffin starts to appear. You know, the simple truth is this. And this is true for everything in nature. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Every one of us dies. So the question we need to come to grips with is not are we going to die. The question nature asks us to answer is are we truly living? That's what motivation is about. It's the desire to move. It's the desire to grow and to excel. Have I lived? How have I lived? I'd love for you to take advantage of my Leadership Mindset Masterclass. It's all about providing you with the tools to ensure thriving for yourself and for those around you. 
Register today to receive the free introduction video and find out more about this acclaimed program. You'll also receive a copy of my international number one bestseller, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business. I'm Blaine Bartlett, and I look forward to helping you thrive. Welcome back, folks. Um, Before we took the break, uh, I was kind of in my mind turning around a a question here that has to do with a distinction between OEM parts and uh, second or uh, uh, what's the other word I'd use here, but original equipment manufactured and and pieces that aren't original equipment. What puts the term for that? I I believe it's an aftermarket. 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 There you go. Thank you. I knew my... Little brain dead here. Tip on your tongue. Yeah, right on my tongue. So, in yeah, you've got what three million parts in your catalog. How many? How many of them? First of all, just how many of them are OEM, and how many of them are uh, second uh, aftermarket? We have a good percentage that are. Yeah, it's only three million at this point. But you know what's exciting is next year we'll probably double that and. Um, as we continue to grow and evolve, the goal is to expand our catalogs, right? So if you look at Parts Pass, the the, the fundamental idea there is to be the, the, the go-to source for all your parts. And if you look at it as a tree, the Parts Pass is the, uh, the, the tree itself, uh, and then the, the branches are the catalogs. So we can go into, for example, currently we're in the automotive space. And the branch continues to grow from there into heavy-duty, light-duty equipment, tractor trailers, uh, boats, RVs, ATVs, and so forth. The beautiful thing about all that is all the catalogs are available to us. And we've had a number of providers approach us to to partner with us, right? So it's just we need the... the, um, the, the development side of things to be on point. So we want to do one thing really well before we start expanding into different catalogs and different industries. Uh-huh. Um, but our parts, uh, the, the thing that separates us from other online suppliers or other, other suppliers in general is that um, we, we don't have any parts that come from China, right? So all of our parts are coming in from different regions of Asia, from Germany, from Canada, from Mexico. These are the manufacturers that manufacture the parts for, for example, Honda, like the brand Hitachi. Hitachi is a brand that we carry. Denso, we carry. Ford Motorcraft, um, AC Delco. Um, and so just to name a couple of few, right? So these are quality name brand parts that are heavily discounted. So that way we can get um, the best part that we can at the best price for our customers. That is, I mean, uh, the access to the catalogs are, are fascinating to me. Yeah, I've got a boat and, uh, and there's always, it's a hole in the water that I keep throwing money into. Um, and getting parts sometimes is, is a little bit of a challenge. Uh, it's about, uh, what, the boat's 12 years old now. And I had a part go out the other day that uh, you know, the local marina has been spending about uh, four weeks trying to find where they can get it. And they oh, are, you know, they're up to their eyeballs in other boats trying to, so yeah, they're, they're looking and on a, uh, uh, I've got some free time. I'm going to make a phone call basis <laughs> sort of a thing. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like you've got that pretty well handled in the auto space. Uh, 
Now, is, is auto the only thing you're doing right now? You just alluded to this in terms of you know, wanting to you know, create some other branches here, but is that the only space that uh, you're in right now is auto? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So again, we want to do one thing really well, which is the automotive space. Yeah. And before we start branching out, right, ParsPass is going to have a, uh, a membership model where we can really assist people in um, the installation processes of certain parts. So if you're looking up a alternator, we'll provide you details of how to install it with some videos, right? This is kind of where, 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 where we're going. Maintenance um, histories as well, so we can create a maintenance for you. And if you have multiple vehicles at this current moment, you can add three, four different vehicles and have them saved in your garage. Um, so we, we really want to be um, uh, an asset to customers of ours, not just the parts procurement process, but mm -hmm. actual asset that they can rely on a certain app that, that has histories of the repairs and, and whatnot. Yeah, that yeah, you've answered the question that I didn't ask that I was going to ask, you know, which is, you know, on that user interface side, other than just procuring parts, there's, a, there's, I, I, I just, my imagination runs wild here and I love, yeah, we've got a garage. Okay. Yeah. That's a, Wonderful. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, because we've got uh, a number of vehicles around here. So yeah. I'd, I'd like to know that they're in the garage and I can go to it if I've got an online uh, record of everything that's been done with this car. Uh, I mean, all uh, That's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And there's no question involved with that. I'm just making a comment. I love what you're up to with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Think of it this way. I thought about it like um, if, 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 if parents have a, uh, their child who is in a different state and they have a vehicle there, you know, Bobby calls mom and dad, hey, I'm at the repair shop. They said I need an alternator. Well, mom and dad can go on the Parts Pass app, get that alternator, have it shipped to their location, wherever it is, and have a local repair shop just install it, right? So the parents know that they're getting a quality part. They have a history on it. They have their garage that they can just go in there and select the vehicle. They don't have to always put in that information there. Right. So just again, coming from, you know, the small things that really matter to some people, not to all people, but to some people, we just want to make sure that we give value every step of the way. And we really want to focus on a three-step process, right? You take a picture of the car or you enter the credentials, uh, you enter a part and you click order and it, it, it gets to your house within 48 hours, which is just pretty That's, great. That is pretty great. That truly is. Any size limitation? I'm just curious. Can I order an engine block? Uh, we don't. We don't have engine blocks, but we do have. I think the the, the biggest part that we've sent out. Um, it's going to be catalytic converters, mufflers, yeah. things of that nature. They're pretty heavy. Pretty heavy and pretty unwieldy too. Yeah, yeah, all the way from you know to Hawaii to Puerto Rico, um, all across the country. We're, we're sending parts, and uh, you know, currently we're only available on the on the Apple market. And we're we're uh, getting everything ready for the launch on the Android market. I would say closer to end of September or early October. Okay. Um, yeah, well, and it, for example, you 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 if you have some great input or great ideas of what you would like to see, I welcome you and your listeners to go on the Parts Pass website, uh, www.partspass.app, and just uh, send me a, a note. Um, I read them all. And if you have some insight, you know, we're always looking for innovation and some suggestions and recommendations. Great. And I love that. www.partspass.app. 
So make that note, folks. It's not .com, .org. It's none of those. It's .app. And I mean, it's it's a brilliant idea, and it connects people to something that they can uh, actually thrive around. I mean, and that's one of the you know, when when again when we were introduced, it was kind of like I get to feel good about myself because I actually had access to this this tool, and. There's that. I mean, how do people feel about themselves when they're in the presence of your product or your service? And just looking at this app, looking at what I've experienced with it right now, I feel good about me. <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, we're doing something right here. This is good. <laughs> That's so, wonderful. And it's free. It's free to download. It's always going to be free. Um, and so you get to, you know, embark on the uh, the additional savings, the quality parts. Um, so whether you need a part now, tomorrow, or the next day, it's it's a great resource just to have on your phone loaded and ready to go. Yeah, excellent. Stan Mirziov, thank you very much. This is great. Folks, check out partspass.app, and you can uh, just kind of explore all kinds of stuff in there. So um, any parting words, Stan, before we uh, kind of cut you loose here? No, yeah, just uh, we're always evolving. And, um, you know, just um, I want everyone to have a clear mind and an open heart. Um, enjoy, enjoy the summer. Excellent. Great. Folks, you've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. Uh, I am, again, your host, Blaine Bartlett. Um, check out my website, blainebartlett.com. We've got all kinds of tools there. We've got the resources that are available. And um, as you continue your week, because this usually drops on a Monday, uh, as you continue your week, find ways to be a center of distribution in your life, not a center of accumulation. You're going to find that your life works a whole lot better. Take care. See you next on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.